0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It
1: is Locked On Jazz for the 26th of June. Free agencies looming. We'll dig into the marketplace. We'll look at what Dante and Derek's negotiations should go like. Plus, Kevin Pelton released his 30 best free agents, and we'll look at some of them. It's all coming up on today's edition. Of locked on jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Lock, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky little numbers, and a look behind the curtains of the NBA, the Utah Jazz. And today, free agency. All right, free agency's coming. Uh, July one, which is Friday, is when it kind of will all begin to hit um i wasn't planning on doing a show but might have to uh or get to but i will be in san diego with my daughter she's playing in a tournament uh actually sunday is the the first so actually monday i'll put out a show uh she's playing in a tournament on the second and third Uh, i'll be back here for summer league summer league's gonna be epic monday tuesday and then thursday uh for summer league so uh, should be a great week. Here's what I want to do today. I want to begin to dive us into free agency. Over the next few days, we'll do a bunch of things. I, I want to give a shout out to some good friends of mine. If you're really, really into this, which you probably are if you're listening to the show, Nate Duncan, Danny LaRue, Kevin Pelton, Dan Feldman on the Dunk Don Basketball podcast do a free agency primer, uh, and they do a mock-off season. That actually, they, I'm doing a free agency primer. They do a mock-off season, and it is awesome. So if you get a chance, um, go ahead and, and take a take a listen. Uh, I, I will build the free agency manifesto, and the value of the free agency manifesto, if you remember, over the years is I tier all the players. And when I tier the players, what you can do pretty quickly is see where a player is is go where where the marketplace is going. So over the last 2 years we've seen this crazy change. So you know, tier 1's 30 million it always seems to be of point guards. George Hill, Drew Holiday, Jeff Teague were tier 2 last year and the value in 2015 was 16 million. They held. Tier 3 was a value of about 5 million a year in 2015, 2016 was at 11 million a year and then dropped back down to 8 or so million a year. And then tier 4, which in 2015 was 5 and 2016 was 8 million a year, went to 2 million a year. That's just for point guard. So what we've seen a little bit here in the marketplace is the top level talent is still getting their money and then the world falls off. Uh, if if you look at tier 2 Shooting guards, twenty fifteen they were about eighteen million. Twenty sixteen in the big year they were twenty three million, and then last year they ranged anywhere from JJ Reddick's twenty three, which was inflated because it was a one year deal, to Kentavious Caldwell Pope getting and limited Tim Hardaway getting a real deal, and then other guys getting eleven. If you look at the small forwards, it went tier two went from fifteen million a year to twenty two million a year. Down to 13 million a year last year, which was Joe Ingles. So if you, that's kind of where the marketplace has gone. Oh, that's the first thing to talk to understand is that. So the top tier guys are getting their money. The second tier guys are still are dipping back last year to 2015, and then the tier three and tier four guys are just in a world of hurt. This year. I think we'll see a similar model, because when we start to get down to it, and then we're going to specifically look at this with favors, and then we'll talk about Dante, um, and then we'll look at Pelton's 30 top free agents, and then if we have time, we'll dig deep into a few specific guys. If you look at the marketplace that we have, here are the teams that, as of right now, in order, have a lot of cap space. So the Lakers have fifty-seven million. If someone takes Luol Dang, they have seventy. And I'll tell you what: if they have enough on the table, we'll take Luol Dang and Brandon Ingram together to clear it, so they can get it done. I would, you know, we facilitated the Golden State Warriors championship with the Andres Piedrins deal. Um, you know, I think you probably have to be willing to do it again. It's a little tricky that you're willing to facilitate at that point. We weren't very good. This point, we are. So L.A. has the most money. Indiana now has thirty three million with Thaddeus Young opting out. That that one's interesting for Faves. Like, if they believe that he's a power forward, not a center, that one gets interesting. But I don't know if anyone believes that. Philadelphia has twenty six million, Chicago has twenty five million, Atlanta's got twenty two, Dallas has got twenty two. So those are the five teams, six teams that have over twenty million. Sacramento is at 18. Utah is at 18. Orlando is at 16 if they lose Aaron Gordon. And Phoenix is at 14. And that's about it. And we're at 18 if we want to get there. And maybe a little more if we trade Alec. Okay. So there's the market. You think, guys... So we're going to be talking a lot about mid-level exceptions, cap room exceptions, all these other little exceptions, which is what teams do if they're over the cap. In the meantime, Golden State probably doesn't care. Cleveland may care. Denver needs to get out from under the tax. The Thunder would like to get out from under the tax. Miami would like to get out from under the tax. Toronto would like to clear out of the tax so they can sign Van Fleet. Portland is out. kid would like to get, well, you never know with Portland, but, and Washington like to get under the tax. So you have Golden State and Cleveland are limited by the tax, and I'm assuming if LeBron goes, they'd like to get under it. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, and then Portland's a wild card, six teams that need to get out from under the luxury tax. So if you, if you go back to where we just were a moment ago, you have six teams that have 20 or more million dollars of cap space, and you have six teams that need to get out from under the tax. Then you have a bunch of teams that are really close to the tax to the point in which I think they're going to have to lose players and or they're going to be neutered a bit with any. So Detroit's within four million of the tax, Milwaukee's within eight million of the tax, Minnesota's within nine million. I expect they may just let the elites go, and Charlotte's within eight million. Memphis is within twelve million, which probably limits them a little bit. And maybe, that's probably it. That Pelicans are within 22, uh, and they got to re-sign DeMarcus Cousins. Okay, so there's another six teams that just probably aren't playing a lot on the market. Denver's made their big deal with Jokic, and now they've got to figure out some ways out from under their money, as we talked about. Okay, well that's suddenly, we're now at 18 teams. And then we've got a bunch of other teams that are just hovering in that middle ground, where what they have is mid level exceptions. So, now, so that's where the market sits. So, we saw the big b- 2015 was one number, 2016 was a huge bump, 2017 was the drop back a little bit to 2015 and below. And we're going, I think, on anybody but tier one to a lower, lower level. Because the other thing that's interesting here is of the team the six teams that have more than twenty million, the Lakers are certainly trying to sign anyone they can. Indiana, I think, will be very aggressive. They have a good team, they have thirty three million dollars of cap space. I think they'll be very aggressive. Wouldn't be surprised if they don't try to go get Aaron Gordon or something like that. Chicago is at twenty five million. I don't really think they want to win yet. Right? So Chicago's going to put Laurie marketing, Wendell Carter, Chris Dunn, probably try to re-sign Zach Levine, see where that core takes them next year and get another draft pick. Atlanta, very similar. Put their Kevin Herter, Trey Young, group that they've put together and let it go a little bit. Philadelphia's looking to add a piece. Particularly LeBron or Paul George, and Dallas is at an interesting note where they're at twenty two million. They've just gotten Luka Doncic. They have Dwight. They have uh, Dwight Smith Jr. They're beginning to rebuild. You know, do they go try to get Demarcus? Do they and let him rehab a little while, and then they take another you know draft pick? Some people thought they were going to take Michael Porter Jr. and then have him sit out the year for the back surgery. There's a lot of people in the league who believe he's got to have back surgery. And have and then have DeMarcus rehab and then just start it all over the next year. And then Sacramento's got 18 million. So that's so not all those teams necessarily want to win. So what so there's the marketplace. What does it mean for Derek Favors? And also Let's walk through using the Nate Duncan, Dan Feldman uh, mock offseason podcast dunked on for Dante Exum, and let's look at those two negotiations uh, here in a second. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. Uh, Super impressive, super, super impressive things going on at Murdoch Hyundai. Uh, One is the the lineup of what Hyundai's built. So their latest edition is the Kona, which is the small SUV, similar to the Subaru Crosstrek, which is just a terrific car. Really, I drove it for a while. Enjoy it. Zippy, 30 miles a gallon, small. If you're you're a big family, that's not your answer. But if you're a single person or just maybe a uh, young adult, uh, absolutely awesome. Great price. The Ionic Hybrid, which I don't think a lot of people know about, I don't see it out there. You see the Prius everywhere. If you're going to do a Prius, go make sure you go look at an Ionic first. And then we bought the Santa Fe. We bought the three row seat Santa Fe because uh, when we did, when I did my research on the market after driving it, understanding what you get with Hyundai, all the bells and whistles, the reduced price, and the safety features. To me, I went and bought the Hyundai Santa Fe. F- to one, give us the car to drive people around, and two, to give my car, my son at 16 uh, the safest car he can get. 46-46 South State Street, Murdoch Hyundai. You get the Murdoch No Regrets with car washes and safety inspection for life, as well as price match guarantee and a five-day return policy. It's all at Murdoch Hyundai at 46 South State Street.
0: Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking
2: this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast those of you who listen to our show know that i try to take a measured approach I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. i tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me and now the all-new gen 4 theragun has a proprietary brushless motor it's so quiet it's no louder than an electric toothbrush and best of all you can try theragun risk-free for 30 days there's no substitute for the theragun gen 4 with an oled screen personalized theragun app and the quiet and power you need starts at only 199 dollars go to theragun.com locked on the name of this network right now and get your gen 4 Theragun today that's Theragun.com slash locked on
1: Theragun.com slash locked on all right so on the mock NBA podcast which they have plugged a bunch uh, they'll do Derek favors free agency at some point and they do this fun thing and they'll walk through it and and we, we can do it here so if I'm Derek's agent and I'm picking up the phone right now and I'm saying hey Chicago what w- what do you think I don't think Chicago's is interested. Um, I, 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 you know, maybe I'm going to be wrong on this one, but uh, Chicago has got their got their team built. They're they're still developing. They're in the process. Um, they're lacking. They got Robin Lopez at center, and now they have Wendell Carter Jr. and they have Laurie Markin and Bobby Portis. And I, uh, I don't I don't think they're taken. All right, so we move we move to the next one. Um, we call Atlanta. And we say to Atlanta, what do you think? And Atlanta's not at the time frame. Yeah, but we're from there. Hey, you know what? If your market drops enough, maybe we could talk to you. But again, I'm not sure Atlanta's really looking to necessarily win. Philadelphia has Joel Embiid, and they're looking to play with a stretch floor. So again, hey, if we get down low enough and you're just a bargain, you want to back up Embiid, okay, now Derek's not interested. So we get to Dallas. And Dallas has, depending what Dallas wants to do, Dallas makes some sense. They desperately need a center. They could play Derek as a defensive center, play with Harrison Barnes, Wesley Matthews, Luka Doncic. Dennis Smith, I called him Dwight Smith earlier. Dennis Smith Jr., there's a real chance with Dallas. But there's also DeAndre Jordan. There's also uh, DeMarcus Cousins. So Dallas is a real chance. Calls Indiana. Indiana gets interesting because Indiana, with Miles Turner and Demata Sabonis, might have interest in Derek Favors. And it would have to be that they see him playing with Miles Turner, because Thaddeus Young is gone. It would also have to be that they believed he's a fool. They have thirty-three million. I think they're looking for a young star. They're gonna. I think they're gonna go play the Aaron Gordon, maybe Jabari Parker game. And look, Sacra, so now we now we pick up the phone. We call Sacramento, and the Kings like, well, well, you know what though? We we, we just added Marvin Bagley. Uh, we have Willie Cauley Stein and Scalabocciere. Yeah, I I think we're going to let Marvin Bagley play. The Lakers strike out. Hey, you know what? I'll come and play center for you for a year on a one-year deal instead of Brooke Lopez, and I think he's got a taker. Orlando, if they lose Aaron Gordon, in theory could give him something to try to Derek something to be the backup to help out uh, Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac, but they still have Nikola Vukovic, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think Phoenix would be the only other one, but with them just signing DeAndre Eaton and Igor playing the European ball movement, I don't think Derek necessarily wants to go be the backup there, and they still have Tyson Chandler on the roster. So the marketplace for Derek is really, really, really thin. really thin. And so I mean, I see if you're the jazz now, all of a sudden, you have to make a decision on Derek of what you're willing to pay him. And I do think what this lines up to, it the, ch- the chances of Derek getting a multi-year good money deal in the market, Seems to be Dallas. Th- that, and, and, and it's important that, to notice it only takes one. The Lakers, if Derek waits it out, get interesting. If the, and so if you're the Jazz, there's a chance you can get Derek done, I think from the way I'm reading the landscape, on a one-year deal where, you know, maybe you pay him a little, not quite the J.J. Reddick $22 million, but you're going to overpay him enough in that one-year deal because the rest of the free agency market doesn't work out for you. Now, you got to be certain of that, right? And you you go hunt around to Aaron Gordon and Jabari Parker, and we'll look at each of those as the week goes on, or whatever other free agent, when we look at Pelton's top 30 here in a minute, that you want uh it's interesting i don't i don't think i'm missing the boat here you know and i don't know what the number is for utah right i think you have to try to figure out if you're going to look at salaries and things of that nature you know what is the what you know what other things are happening we we there's no reason for us to go over the luxury tax The organization is completely willing to go over the luxury tax. That uniformly has been said to me a million times. If it's worth it. Um, But I I think you've got to prove that it's worth it. And I'm not sure Derek on a one-year deal is worth, and whatever other things we're doing, is worth suddenly getting us into the luxury tax and having luxury tax suddenly start to... Play out in that fashion, but I so you, I'd have to have you know the the salary cap's 100 million. The luxury tax I think is 125 by the without it being official yet, and you start to play the the Jazz have the ability to sign a sign him up to a, a pretty strong deal. Uh, a luxury tax is 100. Yeah, I think 100 and 125 are the easy numbers to remember, by the way. Um, they haven't officially set them, but I think that's. Um, and the other one is so Derek could get the mid-level exception that's a non-taxpayer. That's $8.5 million. So if the Lakers were to re-sign Randall, stay over the cap, not get any of their free agents, and then want to sign Derek as a center, Derek could take a one-year $8 million. But he's also Brooke Lopez is still on that roster at that point. Uh, the taxpayer is five million if he wants to go to a winner. I do think it's going to come down to Derek unless Dallas signs him up, and they, there's a reason to look at Derek in that roster and like him. That Derek's choices are going to be a one-year deal from Utah for significant money, or going somewhere where he believes he would start and play. Now, that in itself is a good discussion. So he could decide he wants to go home to Atlanta, start and play. Atlanta has to decide that they actually want to get better and have him. Uh, Dallas is a place he could play on a probably on a one-year deal if they go do something else. Cleveland would be interesting of how they would deal with him and Tristan Thompson. The Clippers lose DeAndre Jordan, and he could probably go there and play. They'd have $8 million of space. Milwaukee, who's got major cap issues, uh, $8 million to, for the, under the luxury tax. He could go there and play. He's now in Milwaukee. Brooklyn is $7 million of cap space. Um, I f- think he could go there and play, but they like Jared Allen. They want to play Jared Allen, but he could be the, probably play... As their one of their primary guys. Now the, now it gets small. Uh, I think he could go to New York if he wants to. He seems like the most un New York guy in the world, and he'd be back with Enes Cantor and he could probably play next to Kristaps Porzingis. But Cantor's there at fourteen million, so I'm not sure. You know, he's going to opt in to so twenty whatever million. And that's it. I think that's it. Charlotte would be another one. Charlotte now having released Dwight Howard has Cody Zeller and Marvin Williams. He could probably go there and play. And Charlotte is $8 million under the luxury tax. So I think the offers for Derek are a one-year player, one-year deal from the Jazz, maybe a little overpriced, or a one-year deal underpriced just to get the opportunity to go play. And it's going to be interesting. For Dante Exum, we'll touch on that. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about what happened last night. And we'll get Pelton's 30 uh, top free agents here in a second. Today's show brought to you in part by The Advocates. I hope the day doesn't come where you get in a car accident and you end up having to use the Advocates. But it must be nice assurance to know that what Matt has built over at Utah Advocates is there for you if you need it. 25 years in the business, he's built a 106-step process that makes you have the security blanket. You call a lawyer, you call Advocates at 801-355-5550, and a lawyer comes calls you back in 60 seconds. That is the attorney for your case. They schedule the case, they get you in the system, they mark down whatever your personal needs might be, and boom. It's off and running. The structure is in place for you to get the best results, make sure nothing bad happens, and to treat you well. And it's interesting, when I was talking to Matt, I was saying, like, I would be a person who's like, okay, take it, go, get it done as fast as possible, I don't need to worry, I trust you. Other people need to know what's going on throughout the process. And they adapt based on what you say and who you are uh, to their system. And that's where it's personalized, but in the midst of all of that, the fact is that only less than 1% of these go to trial and 3% go to arbitration. So the efficiency that you're seeing out of the advocates means productivity, means communication, means expediting the process and making sure that you get the best results. Utah Advocates, 801-355-5550. That's 801-355-5550.
0: The Locked On Podcast Network is home to the number one daily NBA podcast, Locked On
3: NBA.
1: No team that relies on any single player like the Rockets rely on Harden or have historically relied on Harden has ever had any kind of realistic title aspirations. They might already have a window closed on them before it's even actually opened in Orlando. It's just not realistic for a team to rely on a single player there and be able to win a championship.
0: When you want the biggest stories and the best NBA talk before it's old news, listen to the Locked On NBA podcast every day, wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The NBA restart has its first big injury. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac suffered a torn ACL in his left knee on Sunday. Listen to Locked On Magic for where Isaac and Orlando goes from here. To the ice. The qualifying series in the NHL are on, and the Minnesota Wild began with a 3-0 win over the Canucks, Joe Booley and Tony Abbott of Locked on Wild have a victory recap, and the Locked on NHL podcast has Western Conference playoff predictions. And finally, as college football conferences around the country try to figure out how they are going to restart, a group of Pac-12 players is demanding safety protocols and threatening to opt out of the season. I would point you to Locked on Big Ten podcast and a very interesting discussion on creative solutions to solve college football's mounting problems. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: In the mock draft or mock NBA offseason that the Dunked On Basketball Podcast did, they got to Dante Axum's restricted free agency. Nate Duncan, acting as his agent, act started with a request of a two-year contract plus one, meaning he has the player option for the third, at $12 million a year. You sign in Dante for that? Dan Feldman, acting as the Jazz, came back and offered five a year. If you're Dante, you're not taking that. Your qualifying offer is 4.3. They zeroed and played around with the idea of a two plus one. So two years guaranteed, three years guaranteed to the player, but an opt-out for Dante after two at eight or nine million. Now you're into the ballpark a little bit. They could not get that deal done. Uh, I think the sticking point on that deal was that the team felt that with his injury history, they wanted the option out on the third one and Dante wouldn't get it. What was an interesting point that was brought up by Nate Duncan was the idea that the Jazz might end up going after a marquee free agent or a big-time free agent, at which point they renounce Dante, and he becomes an unrestricted free agent, and he viewed that as a positive for him. And so he wasn't will he was almost going to want to see whether the Jazz did that. And if the Jazz did that then he got that freedom to go choose wherever he wanted to go to play next instead of being tied to just Utah. Not that he didn't like Utah in this setting, but just from an agent standpoint that that was a positive. If the Jazz were to go make some offer, they have to rescind the rights to Dante, then Dante becomes a free agent and Then felt that, fine, I'll go to restricted free agency and I'll come out with something close to this anyway. It's just an interesting... That negotiation on one level should be really simple and on the other level might not be. And the simple part is, okay, we want you back. We understand you've been injured. But then getting into the logistics of how you figure that out, I think, is a little more complicated. Here are the 30 top free agents according to... And we just went through how little money there is, right? So LeBron James... Kevin Durant, he'll, in all likelihood, stay with the Warriors. Nikola Jokic has been signed with Denver. Chris Paul, I would think, stays with the Rockets, but who knows. Excuse me. Paul George. And if Paul George stays in Oklahoma City, then the market suddenly has a little bit more money. Tyreek Evans, and he's doing this by projected three-year warp, by the way. that That's his system here is that 30 players on the market, based on his projection system of how many wins over replacement level, they will get you over the next three years. So Tyreek Evans was six. DeMarcus Cousins, seven. Clint Capella, eight. Likely to stay in Houston, I would think. Kentavious Caldwell Pope, nine. That's interesting because I don't love him. Will Barton, ten. Marcus Smart, eleven. Aaron Gordon just 12th after averaging 18 points and 8 rebounds. He's the youngest player of the free agents. Um, And obviously last year hit 34% of his threes instead of sub 30. Fred Van Vliet is 13th. Kyle Anderson 14th. J.J. Redick 15th. Alfred Peaton, interestingly, is 16th. Um, And, I mean, all he got last year was the 41st pick of the draft. 17 is little Isaiah Thomas. He's still around. 18, Trevor Ariza. 19, Zach Levine. 20, Yogi Ferrell. 21, DeAndre Jordan. 22, Ennis Cantor. 23, Rodney Hood. 24, Yusuf Nurkic. 25, Monstrels Harrell. 26, Sebas Napier. 27, Wayne Ellington. Kind of an interesting player. Really just shoots that three. Made the sixth most amount of threes last year. Nearly 39%. He's not a good defensive player and doesn't do much shots other than shooting, but he's interesting. Jabari Parker is 28th. Um, interesting to kind of see what he can and can't do. Hit 38% of his threes last year. Not a good defender. Has two ACLs. Be interesting to see. Port, uh, Joe Harris at twenty nine an unrestricted free agent. He had a really interesting year last year, hitting 41% of his threes. I, I think that might be a little bit of a hidden gem out there. Avery Bradley, got to figure out what you think he is and where his health is, is 30. So favors on this system does not make the top 30 free agents. Dante Exum does not make the top 30 free agents. And we just start talking about how little money there is out there. It's, it makes you wonder, like, is Dante really getting any offer of a full mid-level? Is someone going to put the full mid-level exception to Dante? Are, are those teams that have space? That we just talked about, like, the... Brooklyn Nets, are the Chicago Bulls, Atlanta Hawks, Brooklyn Nets who have seven million could probably make some more. Sacramento at eighteen, Phoenix at fourteen. Going to use their cap space for Dante Exum. It's hard to say. All right, I don't want to. I did not. I just left it for last. Rudy Gobert wins Defensive Player of the Year last night. It was awesome to see. He was so moved. You could tell he was uh, emotionally touched by the moment and the journey he's been on. Uh, Dwayne Casey, won coach of the year. Ben Simmons, won rookie of the year. NBA puts on a big event on a dead day in June and gets the world to talk about him again after the draft. It's pretty well done. The NBA just continues to find it, But it was really cool. Congratulations to Rudy. It's well-deserved. He was phenomenal last year to do it in 55 games. His confidence of of who he believes he is and what he, uh, maybe most importantly, how highly he speaks of our franchise uh, is really, truly, truly fabulous. So uh, congratulations to Rudy Gobert. Well-deserved. Uh, neat to see that it matters so much to him. Really just uh, and a fabulous guy. It is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Get all your latest at net or lockdownsports.com. Have a great day.